0: Hey, everyone, welcome back to the Weekly Fix. I'm Jacob.
1: And I'm Zane.
0: And today we have another fantastic episode. We do want to apologize for missing last week's episode. That was completely my fault, as I decided on Saturday, I completely forgot we were recording the podcast that night. I decided to rearrange my whole setup. And by the time it was time to do the podcast, I was not even close to ready. However, we are back, and I think this is probably going to be one of the best episodes yet. We have two episodes of Loki to talk about, we have some fun questions we're going to get into. But first, I want to talk about Loki, because Episode 4 was absolutely incredible. Zane, I think you can agree, Episode 4 is generally the best show episode in the Marvel franchise, and this one definitely did not disappoint. Absolutely.
1: I mean, every single episode or season of this, it seems like Episode 4 for Marvel, they just turn up the stakes so incredibly high. Um... Every single... I don't I can't think of another uh, season where Episode 4 was not the best episode. Um, no, what if? They
0: continually... It's just insane. Episode 4, I feel like... And I don't even feel like I was prepared for Episode 4, even though I probably should have been. I just, like, was captivated the entire episode.
1: Well, and, I mean, so I actually thought it was going to be... It was gonna be a banger because even even in my show notes as we were preparing for for last week's um, episode, I said, Hey, um episode four is always a banger. It is always a banger with Marvel um and i I was ready for some crazy stuff, but I was not prepared for the level of uh, content that we got,
0: yeah, it was insane. um, you know, backtracking a little bit, like I said, we did miss episode three. Episode three was really a great episode. I think every episode of this show has been fantastic. I feel like episode three was really introducing Victor timely to us. We finally got to see the next Kang variant. And I got to say, Jonathan majors absolutely crushes it yet again. um, He's one of those actors that I think has already etched himself into that upper echelon of just some of the best acting we've seen in Marvel period.
1: Yeah. I mean, his, his range in this one singular character is on, absolute full display and it's awesome to see him I mean, I was not expecting to see a Victor Timely from the nineteen hundreds or eighteen hundred no. Yeah. No? Eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Um so that's kinda like that was surprising to me because I, I've always known king as a, a future a futurist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Way in the future, not someone who was born outside of their, their proper timeline. Um and so it was really interesting to see him be so intelligent and so smart uh, uh, so ahead of his time um and you you saw that was honestly even before they slipped him the t v a handbook he he seemed like he was experimenting at that moment like he was already that intelligent, but this just really sped sped up the process as uh he who remains uh plan
0: apparently was yeah it was it was cool like you said seeing that he really is a genius. It's not he's not a genius because of any other reason than just he is. Um we saw him experimenting in I guess that was like their his little house from when he was a child. Um we get to see Ravona finally back in action. Um we finally get to see Miss Minutes again. I gotta say Miss Minutes, especially we're gonna get to it, but episode four really solidified her as I think one of the most terrifying characters in the MCU. Absolutely love what they are doing with that character. But tell me what you thought about Ravona. What did you think of her reintroduction back into the Loki show. Um, we hadn't seen her all season, and I think I think she did a really good job, and really is going to be a fun character to watch for the rest of the show.
1: So yeah, I, I, I can't talk um, episode 3 without talking episode 4 since this is a, th- a 3 and 4, um, so I'm just going to talk about them as a whole. Yeah, but go ahead. I, I was, I'm really interested in the path they put her on. Um, I thought the cliffhanger with them at the uh, Citadel at the end of time, um, at the at the end of episode three was amazing. I liked the the path that she went on on episode three to to get Victor Timely, um, and then to see that he betrayed her, um, and that she was one of the generals in the, the multiverse war. Um, and as we know, this is a, a, an Ouroboros snake-eating-at-its-own-tail thing. We're going to see that. We're going to see her... Um, pick like we're going to see her fight in the multiverse war and i love what they're setting up um you you spoke on it uh with miss menace one of the most terrifying uh, but uh she is 100% the most sadistic uh oh
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> dude i
0: mean just that smirk you know we'll just we we'll just go ahead like you said we're going to kind of combine episode 3 and 4 a little bit uh. just the smirk that she had on her face watching ravona kill all of Dox's agents. Dude, and it wasn't I, even dude. a smirk. No, it was, she was a, happy.
1: It was a full-blown smile with yes. thrill and joy in her eyes. Like, man, we're going to watch all these people die. It was... <laughs> I mean, I don't... Uh, <laughs> most sadistic. Like, honestly, that scene... Because uh, I don't think you can talk about these episodes without talking about that scene. But, like, that's one of the most gruesome scenes we've seen
0: in Marvel, period. Period. Oh, 100%. And we're, we're going to get to another scene, you know, talking more about this episode, another extremely gruesome scene that I did not expect Disney to allow to come out in a show um, with Victor Timely. You know, we see him at the end of episode four. We'll kind of just run through it a little bit. He volunteers because he thinks he is probably the most well-equipped to go out there, mess with this temporal loom, try to get things back on track because he knows if something goes wrong. Who can fix it? He knows he can probably fix it better than anybody else. As soon as he walks out those gates, he turns into spaghetti. I did not expect to see something like that, especially in a Disney Marvel show.
1: Well, so I'm not I'm not as surprised at that one because we've seen that twice before, exactly like that, essentially with yeah, Mister yeah. Mister Fantastic in, uh, uh, Multiverse of Madness. Yep. Right. Turned into plate of spaghetti by Wanda. Uh, spoiler alert! And then, if you haven't seen it, why are you listening to this anyway? Um, <laughs> and then you got um, a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. And then in Quantum Mania, um, I thought this was yep. actually a wonderful callback to Quantum Mania because yep. you know that little machine that he built was—it looks a lot like uh, Kang's chair and also his uh, probability um, little orb. Yeah, that powers it and when Scott Lang got too close to that orb he turned into the exact same animation in that probability storm Um, so I I thought that was really really interesting uh, because I literally just watched Quantumania like last week Um, so it was super fresh in my mind Um, and I was like dang that is like the exact same animation and that was really cool to see
0: When it's really exciting for, you know, more of the adult viewers of Marvel that they're not holding back as much as I feel like they may have in the past, it's finally getting to more of a, you know, they're not afraid to show someone dying on the screen, they're not afraid to show like a gruesome scene, even though we didn't see docs and the agents actually die just the implication them implying what was happening sometimes that can almost be worse just worse as like you're watching something making your mind think about what's actually happening rather than seeing it right because your mind can go a million different directions
1: and i think that's a wonderful way to do it um exactly it's it's a great way to to keep the innocence of the the smaller audience that are like you know this, the the people that still want to watch it but aren't as mature but um, still show that intensity because I mean w- this all started with talking about Ravona we we see how much she just does not care about anyone but herself
0: yeah yeah hundred percent and you know talking about the ending of episode three really really fun cliffhanger and they've done a spectacular job of every episode having a good cliffhanger I feel like it's kept me wanting more um. I'm not surprised at seeing what we did see with her being, you know, probably the leading general of Kang's army, um, you know, right by his side. Um, I kind of expected that when he when Miss Minutes said, you're going to be really mad with what I'm about to tell you. Obviously, it's kind of implying she was pretty high up and pretty close to Kang. Um, But it is interesting. You know, Miss Minutes was kind of holding that back the whole time. She didn't really decide she was going to tell her until Victor or Kang betrayed Miss Minutes because we saw that really strange scene of Miss Minutes wishing she had a body so she could be with Kang um, a lot of jealousy out of Miss Minutes it just goes back to talking about how scary of a character that actually is um, so it is interesting I think Ravona's character arc has probably already been one of the most fun to watch um, even though she's only been in two episodes so far I
1: yes and going back to Miss Minutes I mean she she was 100% only sold out to Kay and Victor until he rejected her, and yep. once he rejected her, he she was done. She was she was like, all right, well, guess uh, guess it's me and Ravona taking the taking the reins.
0: Yeah, her her switch flips very quickly. <laughs> it takes about no time for her to decide. You know what? You don't want me. I don't need you either. Um, which is cool because she's not really a person, you know. So she can kind of. She's not gonna have that internal battle of you know what. Maybe they just were upset or anything like that. She is able to. She's AI, basically. So she's able to just flip like that, which is really cool to see.
1: Yeah. I I mean, she's clearly not human to be able to watch whatever just happened to those, uh, to (laughs) Doc's, to Doc's team.
0: Yes. Uh, We (laughs) talked a little bit more about, you know, how smart Victor is. It's really cool to see his interaction with um, Ouroboros or OB, both of them just kind of being mesmerized by being in each other's presence like you said they use that snake eating it's tail comparison it really 100% is because as far as Victor is concerned he learned everything from OB and as far as OB is concerned he learned everything from Victor really like that callback because if you think about it you know just the timing of everything Victor probably did teach OB but OB is the reason Victor taught so it is really interesting so I'd like to hear what you think who do you think taught who do you think Victor taught OB or OB taught Victor.
1: <laughs> so so personally I think um, I'm not 100% sure that that is 100% the snake eating its tail with Victor and OB okay. because um this is the point where Victor is introduced here to to the scenario and if he's introduced at this point um, then I th- I think we're going to see another Victor meet a young OB. And, and okay. because it doesn't make sense for them this to be the, the, the initiation of this because where where did he get the time book where or the T V handbook? Like it has to be earlier. So I, yeah. I think we're gonna see more Victor. I don't think he's gone.
0: Well and that makes me happy because I really do like Victor and you know, a lot of people don't realize there are some good Kang variants out there. Um, and it definitely seems that's kind of the path Victor was on. He really was there to help. I did not get any vibes of him being like, you know what, screw all this. Now, maybe that could change. You know, when you start getting a little bit of power, things can kind of fall over real quickly. But I did like this approach of Victor being, you know, more of a helping hand rather than a villain.
1: Yeah, I, I just keep going back to episode three. He was completely a con man, like 100 <laughs> percent a con man. Like, That's true. Like, like it, it, I think they, they worked really hard to show that he's not a good person in episode three. Now the the average person may like think, oh well it's not that bad, but with anyone with like, you know, a little bit more standards, like th- that's that's pretty rough. Oh
0: I but. agree. And if if that was what they were going for, they definitely have me fooled because I love Victor's character. I was actually sad when I saw him run out there and just get obliterated by all that radiation. Because Yeah. Just the way his character talks, the way he acts, he, you you feel bad for him. You almost feel like he's been thrown into this dire situation. He really doesn't know what he's doing. He's kind of just you know flying by the seat of his pants. I, I really like the character <laughs> a lot.
1: I, I I honestly did too. But I I I think they wanted to make sure that you understood underlying like underlining that we're showing you a good. Like a good side of him, where he he is working to help, he is you know he is in this dire situation, he does seem out of his element, he is excited to meet somebody who he he like thinks is his hero, um but he's at his core, he's not a good person
0: which does make sense. I mean, you kind of see some things like you mentioned the con man stuff, um but you know, he does a lot of good things, you know, we're just talking about when when he gets captured by a what's his name Brad. Essentially, you know, he's just trying to help the, his bodyguard get a nice cup of hot chocolate. He's just excited to have a cup of hot chocolate. And, you know, it's just those little things like that that really do a lot for a character. When you kind of do hint at some innocence that he might have. I yeah. love when they do stuff like that.
1: And so it, it was like episode four. I think he saw his path forward. Right. I think he saw that this is his path to power. And, they, like, he builds it. And so I, I don't think he's, like, just trying to, like... I think he understands that he's going to be able to use all these people to get what he wants. Because if you think about episode 3, when they're on the ferry, he throws Ravona into a boat. Like...
0: Uh, he's ruthless. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> like, sweet little Victor, literally. And, and the only thing that we know that he was told was she wanted to reign with him.
0: Yeah, partnership with him. Yep, he does. He said it. And as soon as he said that in episode three, because he said it earlier when he was doing the con man stuff, he says, oh, I don't do partners.
1: Yep, I as don't soon do as
0: Ravona said, I can't wait to be partners with you, I was like, oh, she's out. And you even saw Miss Minutes do her little sadistic smile because she yep, knows she like... he does not do partners. So that was music to Miss Minutes' ears. Someone that's already getting jealous of this, I guess, not really new person because Miss Minutes knew who Ravona was.
1: Well, and she knew how, like, how connected they become because they probably do form a sim like a semi relationship
0: i mean any at any point when you have someone that is as close to you, you're working together that much obviously we haven't seen the full extent of that which i think we will get to see some more of it i think you like you mentioned you'll we'll get to see some of that stuff i'm sure they have had some moments you know dire moments where they both fully relied on each other and that's when a lot of type of relationships really get strong
1: yeah, it's through through challenges and through uh, experiences that are are tough that really you you form a stronger bond,
0: yeah, which is really cool to see. Um, we finally got some more answers. We got to see who pruned Loki, which was cool to see that it it was just that was a sketchy, not sketchy, a very confusing scene for me because I was like, oh, wow, so we're really seeing the culmination of everything right now. We're basically seeing episode one replay back from another point of view um so what did you think about loki being the one that pruned himself
1: i love it i think it's a perfect callback to the first or first episode is named ouroboros this is the snake eating itself he saves himself i i like i love that scene though because he was like he was hesitant to do it and i don't know if that's because he (laughs) knew how much it hurt like if it was painful or, like, I don't know. Or if it's just like, oh, man, should I really do this? It's like, am I going to mess it up with somebody else that's supposed to do it? But um, I really liked it.
0: Yeah, he really just grabbed the bull by the horns and said, I guess I got to do this right now. Um, And it was kind of, like I said, really kind of crazy chain of events that we saw in Episode 4 with just everything kind of coming to a full, you know, full conclusion almost, except with that ending. That ending was probably... I'm gonna say maybe the biggest cliffhanger Marvel has done, probably since Infinity War. Um, so, what did you think about the ending? what what's some theories that you've been thinking about, anything that's stood out to you about the ending? Um, I'm excited to hear what you have to say about it
1: so i think I think the ending <laughs> bodes perfectly for what we've been talking about in our previous episodes that this is the culmination, the start that ties everything in the multiverse together. I think this is the moment where it completely breaks loose. This is the start of the multiverse war. This is what is going to lead into Deadpool three. This is what's yep. going to lead into King Dynasty. And I think this is the crux. Um, I do have some theories. Um, uh, earlier in the episode, they had to reboot the system. They killed Miss Minutes. Um, but when they uh, before that, Miss Minutes hacked all the Tim and and locked them all out. Yep. So they don't have any Tim pads except one and that is he who remains tim pad which is with sylvie so i think she has the option like i don't i don't think miss minutes can shut that one down so i think that she may have the option to save everyone in that room and that may be how they escape the explosion that's one of my theories
0: okay it's gonna be interesting to see, right? Because I've seen, I've been reading a lot of stuff. I see a lot of different opinions on things. I really don't know what they're gonna do. I, I really don't know how important they're gonna make this temporal loom explosion be. Because in theory, correct me if I'm wrong, that should be just about the world essentially pruning itself, in a sense. Correct?
1: Honestly, I'm not positive. I, I, I don't know.
0: And I, I think mean, that's probably one of the most fun parts right now that we don't know really. Literally when that episode ended, I, I texted you. I said, what just happened? Because yeah. I have no clue. I don't think really anybody knows what just happened. Now, maybe there's some people out there that might be more educated on the subject or, you know, obviously the people that wrote the show know what's happening. But I really don't. I feel like they gave themselves a template to do whatever they want to right now.
1: Yeah, like if they if this is the complete reset the the reboot of the mcu like this could do it i don't that's not what they're gonna do here like this isn't the reboot moment um but this is what leads to it i believe if if they do it um i
0: I gotta agree with you because i don't see them rebooting the mcu in a show just because this show unfortunately it doesn't have the eyes on it that it should this show should be being watched by every marvel fan because it's that good I do think this is a perfect opportunity to start the reboot. I think this is a chance to, you know, give us that are really diehards that are really watching everything that Marvel puts out. This is our chance at seeing, you know, when they do officially reboot it in maybe the next movie, or if they even decide to reboot it. You know, that's still all up in the air. In general, this gives us a little more background, you know. So when it does happen, we might be a little more aware of what's going on just because we've watched all the shows, which I think is really cool. But I do think this is a really great start to if they want to do that.
1: I, yeah, and, and reboot or not, this is a great start to the multiverse war and what's coming in King Dynasty and Secret Invasion. Because, I mean, Secret Invasion, not Secret Invasion, good lord, uh, Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. We know Secret Wars is a multiversal movie. Like, it's yep. the culmination of the multiverse saga, um, which is what we're currently in. So, it like, this, I think this is what they have needed <laughs> all along. I think they needed something like this to set the stage for all, everything that's going to come. And there's been some rumors that the Marvels is going to have some pretty big multiverse tie-ins. Um, and I don't think it's um, coincidence that Loki Episode 4 has already released the week before that releases.
0: Which, to be honest with you, I, I've seen some of those things too about the Marvels and I was not excited for the Marvels. I know you've been a little more excited about it than I oh, was. Yeah. I feel like this was just going to be another one of those movies that kind of just comes out. It comes and goes. But with some of these rumors coming out that it might be actually a very important film to what we're getting in the future of Marvel, it's got me a lot more excited. And I'm probably – I was thinking about skipping this one at the theaters and just waiting a little bit longer till it drops on Disney+, Plus because we know every movie is coming to Disney+. Plus. As an, crazy rate right? i don't think i'm gonna be able to wait for this one i think it's definitely been something that you know got me more excited than i previously was which is something that none of the the trailers or none of the anything like that that we've seen have been able to do this show has kind of been what's done it for me and i think that just goes to show how good this show is
1: uh, well i've been excited for for uh captain marvel or the marvel since um uh pretty much miss marvel because that that show is so much better than i ever expected um <laughs> and i I know you haven't watched it, but uh um, yeah, that
0: one I did skip
1: because I thought it was gonna be terrible i did i think I thought it was gonna be terrible and it was it was fine. The actress I enjoyed I thought she played her role great um and it, it does take a terrible turn uh midway through, but it it fixes itself and then has a lackluster finale, but the start like the character's a good character, and that's you know i'm not I'm not recommending anyone out there to like go watch. Miss Marvel, right now. You know, that's <laughs> not what I'm currently <laughs> doing. Um, but it is better than I expected.
0: Well, and it, it, it's going to be cool because we'll get to see what's her name um from WandaVision. We're gonna yeah, finally Maria see, yeah, Maria Rambo. Yeah, Maria Rambo. We're finally going to get to see her a little bit more, um which was an interesting character in WandaVision. We really didn't get to explore what she's capable of at all in that show. So I think this uh-huh. will be cool to see. Uh, but like I said, it's got me more excited. I know you're very excited for it. I'm just
1: um, a Marvel junkie, so.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're like, which you're a big Star Wars guy too, but I would say we're probably flipped for both. I think I get as excited for Marvel as you do for Star Wars, and I get as excited for Star Wars as you do for Marvel.
1: I'd say that's probably accurate.
0: Yeah, because star, so anything Star Wars comes out, I'm watching it as soon as I possibly can, because that's just my thing. Um, but yeah, and I just I, finished I the like, bad Batch
1: last week. Sorry.
0: Yeah. See, so, so there's there, that. See, so you guys are explaining. See, I haven't watched Miss Marvel. There's quite a few shows that I've I've not caught up on on Marvel, um, but it's really we're both, which is good for the podcast, I think, because those are probably two of arguably the biggest IPs out there.
1: Uh, yeah, that are currently successful and
0: established. I'd say. Yeah. So, I would say that's probably good for you know us being able to bounce stuff off of each other. But if you're anything like me, I think you are enjoying Loki a lot. I think there's oh, a lot of cool stuff coming. Um, I know you said so, that was so one of your theories. Do you have any other yeah. theories you wanted to share?
1: So they they did reboot the TVA uh, with Miss Minutes. So magic is on the board. Yes. So so they do have the option to use their magic. I don't know how you magic out of this. Um, I, and I also don't know what the effects are. I think I think that they so. First theory is the Pad that Lohihi who remains is online and they get out. Second mad is they use some sort of magic and allow to sustain themselves. And then the third one, which I think is most like logical, um, is that the energy s- sends them multiple versions of themselves all the way throughout the multiverse. I think that's what's that's, happening. I think I that's think what that happened to two. Victor. I think that's what happened to Victor. I think we are going to see Multiple victors thrown throughout all timelines, and I think we're going to have this crew thrown all the way throughout the timeline. I don't know if you know this or not. Uh, I think I told you, but there's rumors that Owen Wilson is reprising Mobius in Venom 3. And I think this may be how that happens.
0: Yeah, that was something you told me about, which, again, something I haven't watched. I have not watched the Venom movies. Um,. I do agree with that. I think that is the most logical theory, um because there's a lot of things that you know I've seen a couple of clips on X now, people talking about oh, we haven't seen this yet from the trailers. There's a lot we still haven't seen, and there's a lot we still haven't heard people say, which is crazy to say with only two episodes left um well, that there's I've, a lot we haven't seen,
1: and I've really tried to stay completely away from all of that, because I, I do like to, like, it's really easy for me to jump on the bandwagon with somebody else's thoughts, so, like, right, <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, that's definitely it, but then you kind of stop thinking for yourself, so, um, I, I've really tried to, like, kind of stay away from any theories, um, so I don't have any backing from any of those, I don't or maybe somebody out there is backing that, but I don't know. <laughs>
0: Well, see, that's kind of – I do a similar thing with Star Wars. I got to the point with Star Wars where I was getting upset when other people's theories weren't happening because (laughs) I thought they were such good ideas. So when I stopped doing that with Star Wars, I was like, wow, this is a lot better than I remember. I'm enjoying Star Wars again, right? So it is better to just kind of let it play out, I would say. Um, But I do like – Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I said I think you can nitpick anything. Uh, to death, and, like, find fault in, in most, most projects, um, and, and that's what a lot of people turn to, is they don't see the good, they only see the negative, it's amazing how many people have talked, like, absolutely, like, completely poorly about Ahsoka, said it's not only not good, but it's bad, and I'm like, man, that's crazy.
0: Dude, and don't even get me started on that, because it seems like nowadays, if, luke skywalker doesn't show up and he's not just like force throwing literally everyone across the room and crushing <laughs> droids that it's not good it's and not good that enough. has absolutely drove me insane because as much as i love that stuff we've seen luke's story we know what luke does right sure after episode six there's a whole lot of his life that he has to live but what is he he did what he was set out to do in episode six right yeah let's get some new stories and that's what I'm excited for with stuff like Ahsoka, even though we, we know the characters. You can use characters. Use however many characters you want. You can bring Luke back, right? But give us some new stories, which is what I'm excited about with Star Wars. Is we we got a, a whole bunch of new shows coming. we got some new characters we've never met before. I thought Andor, we've talked about it before, is the best Star Wars show. And we've not really seen much of him as a character. That was a brand new story. And I think Damn. that's what speaks so well to, you know, letting these writers just write what they want to write, I mean, they're they're good at what they do, there's a reason they're in the position they're in, so don't even get me started on, like, the people hating to hate, I feel (laughs) like that has been such a problem, it's it's with Marvel, too, Marvel probably worse than Star Wars. I Um, I would
1: say it is worse, just because there's more, I'd say that, first off, like, there's more ex-user fans, right, like, there there's more Twitter fans of Marvel than there are Twitter fans cuz I think it is a little older fan base for, for Star Wars, like the diehards yeah um, for sure. the, but like the Marvel like you know the people who grew up with the Marvel MCU are, are like 30 now um so they're all very engulfed in the social media age but um I kind of shared some of my uh theories do you have any theories of what what's happening there at the end
0: I I've really been thinking about it and I've tried to come up with some, but I just keep coming back to the point that I'm stumped at what's even happening. Um, I I do think I've seen, you know, I've thought about like, this could be a reset in a way we talked about, you know, not even a reboot. I don't think that this is a reboot. I've kind of seen this as a reset of similar to how season one ended where Loki gets like ripped back to before, you know, he starts getting pulled through time and all sorts of stuff's happening. I could kind of see them going in that kind of direction, with almost time resetting, but not in a full reset if that makes sense. Okay. Um I, I I like that theory a little bit, but I think the most logical one is the one you said about, you know, multiple versions of them getting pulled through time. So, you know, that's just been my my thought process. I could see them kind of this explosion resetting time a little bit. And maybe Loki coming to a situation where he's like, oh, shoot, this is really, really bad. As if he didn't think it was bad at all to begin with. I could see him kind of maybe having to go through um, some different things. And the reason why I think Loki is going to be, you know, even more important now, he really he doesn't he shouldn't have any other variants of him out there.
1: Yeah, they should all be dead.
0: Yes. So that's why I could see him kind of being the guy that has to go back in time. He's got to go find Mobius. Because where's Mobius, right? I could see yeah. episode 5 being a lot of... All right, I gotta go find Mobius, right? I found Mobius. I gotta go find Sylvie. You, gotta, you know what I mean? Kind of him running through time, going through different you know, timelines and stuff like that. Just trying to get everyone back together so they can try to fix what's happening. That's kind of my biggest theory is what's going to happen.
1: I just don't know how they do that with only two episodes left.
0: Exactly. That's the other thing. I don't know how... I don't know... Has this show been confirmed for a season 3? Or is this...
1: The show, the showrunner said that this will not, this season will not end on a cliffhanger.
0: Okay. So there, there's that then. So I feel like a lot is going to have to happen in these next two episodes, which we talked yes. about the pacing a lot of the show. Fantastic. Pacing is great. Um, I think these next two episodes are going to be crazy.
1: Okay. So, um, Part, part of these theories come from from what the loom is. Um, and so we get a little bit of explanation from Victor of what the loom is in his presentation. Um, why don't you describe to our listeners what the loom is even doing? Because I know a lot of listeners don't even, like, understand, like, yes, we're in the
0: temporal room,
1: but what is that object? What is it doing? Why don't you break it down for us?
0: You might be better equipped to talk about that than I am. Because well, I, I'm
1: curious to hear your take because, like, I have, like, an opinion, but I don't I don't know exactly what honest, it's doing.
0: I haven't really even thought about what it's doing. <laughs> <Maybe> that's <laughs> just poor, you know, watching on my part. I feel like I've kind of looked at the loom as just, like, you know, just something that's holding these, you know, I don't even know. It's just such an unknown thing I feel like this show has been. I really haven't known what's happening the entire show. I feel like every episode, something's happening. I'm like, didn't see that coming. Oh, uh, I didn't know that could happen. Right? So, I don't even know really. The loom is just kind of like, it's been there. Obviously, it's important. Do I think it's as important as they're playing it off? I do not. I do not think it is as important as they are making it to be. So I do have a theory that this loom is another thing that a Kang has come up with that is a fail-safe. It's a way to get people off of his tail, almost, if things start happening. You Hmm. know, okay the looms the loom needs fix. the loom needs fixed i almost feel like it's a big bad wolf thing where i'm big not red doing herring anything. yes it's the loom i i've been i haven't heard anyone else say that so maybe that's a completely wrong and out of their thing i just feel like they're making it seem like too big of a deal
1: okay um so so my explanation to the listeners for for what it would be doing is you know he talks about in his presentation that it, it takes time and it converts it to energy um, and so this is not only the power source for the TVA and what runs all of their equipment is using all these time strains but i think what it's doing is it's collecting all of the time strains that are created raw and kind of threading them into a rope um, essential, like if you have a lot of twine and you thread them, like that's how you get a, a rope string, and it's creating the uh, sacred timeline. And because there's so many branches that are happening now, it's getting overpowered, and there's not enough room to to thread all of them together into a co coherent story. Because we know at the episode six of season one that he said, hey. I can make you win this battle. You both can reign together. Like mm. um so I think this is his device
0: in which he writes
1: the sacred timeline.
0: I mean that makes sense. Um like I said, I I really don't know. Another a big reason why I've been thinking about that theory of it's not as important as it is is it reminds me a lot of in season 1 I forget what their names were. They were the the gods or the watchers. Oh, the time originally... timekeepers. Yes, the timekeepers. I almost feel like this is that, but almost for what the timekeepers would have been if something failed. If someone found out about the timekeepers, right? What's my next thing to fall back on?
1: Mm, it's this okay. it's
0: this temporal loom, right?
1: That's okay. kind of
0: the theory I've been running with in my head of cuz I just don't see Kang leaving something so important for really just about anybody to go out and mess with. Anyone can throw one of those suits on and go out there and start changing stuff with the temporal loom. That well, don't they, sound right to me.
1: Well, they did have to scan his uh, his uh, aura to get it, that, to unlock the. Not doors. originally,
0: though. That was only because it got locked the first time. That's correct. So maybe I don't know. Just something about that loom. I I'm not buying it. And maybe I okay. could maybe we could look back at this episode in a couple weeks and be like, man, I was a big idiot. It really is that. <laughs> but it just something about it. I don't know why. I just have that feeling in the back of my you know back of my mind that I don't know that that Kang would leave something so important so freely to be messed with by anybody because no one's had a problem getting into that room Obi opened That's up true. the doors to get into that room as soon as he wanted to That's right. Right? He was able to open up the doors to go straight out there the first time. So I I just I don't know if it seems like something that important would be a little bit more locked up and a whole lot harder to get to. No, than I mean he's allowed it to be
1: but it is the tva like it is his like place it, it is. should it should already like that is already the fail safe that's like putting a safe inside of a safe yeah so i,
0: I know i know listen i just something about it i don't know something seems no, off I mean, to you it. could I just,
1: be you could be right and this show loves this i mean um it loves pulling from season one right when he when sylvie killed he who remains what did he say I'll see you soon. And yeah, when yep. he, when Ravona, walks through the door in this episode as he's leaving, what he said, hey, see you soon. Right? Yep. I think, I think they're, they're, so it definitely could be episode four, we got to see that the timekeepers were fake. Episode four, we get to see that the loom is fake. Maybe they're just, they're just, you know, following, you know, maybe this is even a a meta uh, snake eating its tail uh story. Yeah, it's just,
0: it, it, it But what I obviously I would nothing would make me happier than to come back to this episode and be like, oh, Jacob might have been the first person to ever come up with that theory. I'm sure someone else out there has maybe had I haven't heard anyone else say anything about that. And that's just something that's been in the back of my head. This just seems too easy to mess with. And honestly, maybe, you know, we see all these temporal looms out there. You see, you know, all these timelines, you know, moving. That could be very important. But I almost feel like that explosion was just kind of another fail safe. Like, all right, l- let's kill everybody associated with this this TVA or something like that. Let me get back in charge of everything and just re- redo everything. Because we know Kang is not afraid to wipe everyone's mind and just restart.
1: That's right. Maybe, maybe this so, is the memory wipe portion. Exactly. Maybe that's this the is the memory his wipe restarting. device. Yep. Thing. Okay, so. Uh, one other thing, uh, there's two things I wanted to mention that I really want to talk about. Um, I know we're, we may be going a little long here on Loki, but um, what do you think Ravona's? Now you talked about, you asked me like how I thought about her, but she got pruned. What is her yes. path forward?
0: I I don't know. It's kind of gonna go. Are the people getting pruned still going back to that same, you know, middle ground kind of? Where we saw, oh, I forget what the beast's name was. It or something. Like Goliath. Goliath. Are they still going there? Is that yeah. still a thing with all that's happening with the temporal loom? Um, yep. You know, still going
1: to the end of time? That's where really yes. are.
0: Is that is that still a thing? If it is still a thing, is she? I mean, is Abiloth or Eliath still out there? Because we know Loki and Sylvie kind of tamed him so that they could go through him. as that worn yeah. off? I'd I say, I, I, I really don't know where her character. She's not done. I know she's not done, yeah, she's but, coming
1: back to lead those armies,
0: yes, so i I don't know really what they'll do with her character. um, maybe she could get to the end of time and she has a way of getting back regularly and guess who she brings with her. all the people stuck in the end of time i I wouldn't be surprised if we see Loki fight a bunch of himself like he kind of did a little bit in the episode <laughs> in season one, but yeah, we get only to see president President yes, Loki president with no Loki. hand. Yep. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see them fight each other again. Um okay. we know Loki kinda has a good relationship with some of them now. But you know, there's a lot of people out there that we probably didn't even get to see. So I wouldn't be surprised if the army that she leads is the end of time army.
1: I mean, that's actually a really good really good thought. I I love that. Um and I, I really don't have anything else to add to that. I mean yeah, I, I think we're. I think she's coming back, and I definitely think that she's leading the army. I love the input. I didn't even think about leading like a Loki army. Um, yeah, that's pretty awesome uh, to to think about. But um, I, and it like plays very well to the the, the show.
0: Yeah, um, I think the theme of the show. It, it would just be a perfect perfect ending, really. Um, I I have heard a lot of people, you know, talk about the ending of the show. Loki will be done with Marvel and the MCU. I don't know if I agree with that fully. I do I've seen a lot of people starting to think that this will be the last we see Loki is in this show. I don't um, think so. I don't think so either. I think he's still going to play a very important role. He'll be in secret and stuff.
1: He'll be in secret wars for sure.
0: Well, I mean, secret wars we could say just about anybody is going to be in that thing. I mean, <laughs> like every week there's a rumor coming out that oh, guess he's going to be in secret wars. It's Chris Evans. Oh, Robert Downey Jr. is coming back too. So
1: Chris Evans as Captain America and the Human Torch.
0: Exactly. (laughs) So I I don't know what's going to happen with that show. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, though. I don't think it'll happen, Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Loki again until Secret Wars after the show. That's something I think is very realistic.
1: That's possible. That's possible. If there's not a season three, I don't see him showing up in any other movies. Well, except for maybe King Dynasty.
0: Potentially, yeah. Um, So... Man, Loki is in Marvel's really picked it up. Um we've also got some, you know, speaking of Marvel, got some fun news about the Daredevil show. Um
1: Oh man.
0: The I best, know you're very best excited, news so let's, of the week. Hear, tell me how excited you are about Daredevil's um new news.
1: So we talked we talked about Daredevil getting uh their riders fired and uh, everything that they, they've done they're they're scrapping well it just got uh leaked or uh, announced that the uh Dario uh Scarp uh Scartapin, um the producer for the Punisher from the Netflix series is going to be the showrunner um and if anyone's listening and doesn't know what showrunner means it's it's the overall um in charge of everything in charge of directors in charge of writers he is the uh, Kevin Feige of the show um. So that is great news. Bringing somebody back from the show that was so successful, and, and the Punisher show was just as good, if not better, than Daredevil. Um. In an isolated, uh, because I mean, Punisher coming into Daredevil season two is what made season two so so good. Um. And then so he's coming back, and then. We've been so hyped about Loki and Loki's directors Justin Benson and Aaron Boarhead are also signed on to be in part of the creative team, which is just so good. So we're you know, they're finally saying, Hey, let's get the people involved that are being successful that make sense and I love it.
0: Well, and it's really great too, because what have we heard a lot? We've heard that this daredevil is kind of supposed to be a spiritual successor to the previous show um, is supposed to kind of be like a almost like a another season of it with some, you know, not exactly, but some callbacks to it and things like that. And I don't think there's really a better way to do that than bring someone else that was so closely associated with that era of Marvel. So I think that is going to be really good. Another news we got. I don't know if you heard about the new Thor movie. But I did. We've heard did. Taika Waititi will not be back, apparently. What do yeah. you think about that? Because I know you really liked Love and Thunder. Um, which he directed. So what, what, how do you feel about that Thor news? I
1: really liked... Um, I enjoyed Love and Thunder. I, I, it could have been you worlds better. Um, I liked it. I really liked it compared to everyone else. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I, I'm fine with that news. Um, he did a great revitalization of Thor in Ragnarok, a top 10 uh, MCU yeah. film. Um, but I, I, I'm not tied to him uh his um his comedy and his storytelling uh is going to age out of Thor. And that's that's what I hope. Um I hope we get to see um and everyone is saying Thor should have got over by Love and Thunder. Like he should have been a healed man. And I don't I disagree. Uh when you live fifteen hundred years and in the span of eight years you lose your brother twice, your mother, your father and um you know you lose everyone Asgard, and you lose Asgard, and you failed, like you were the protector i I think it's perfectly acceptable to be broken for two years like i mean it's like a that's like a month of his life. I mean, people lose their dogs and they're they're broken for longer in comparison so i I think the 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 critique that he should have been. You know he should have been healed and fine by that, and it's it's ridiculous that he's dealing with these things. I actually I actually completely disagree. I think he should be broken, but I am hoping that we get a mature. He is healing, and and he doesn't have to be completely like, you know, healed all the way, but like we get a more mature Thor that's fighting Hercules. I, that's what I'm I'm looking forward to.
0: Well, I I completely agree with the whole healing thing because, like you said to lose everything essentially he lost everything in this that amount of time he's never experienced loss like that ever so ever. i completely agree he should not have been healed i hated that argument as well i hated people saying oh it was too i think they did a great job showing you know that that you know that psychological damage you that someone can experience Absolutely love that. And I do like what you're saying about him being a more mature. I think they did a really good job of kind of setting that up with Gore's daughter. He is yep. protecting her now. So that piece of his life that he has lost, that family that he's lost, he kind of just got a little bit of it back with Gore's daughter, even though that's not actually family. It is to him now. Yeah, right? it's
1: going to be for sure.
0: Exactly. So I think they did a really good job setting up Thor potentially being even more mature which I really like. Um, and it's I'm even really more excited. family to him
1: because that's his actual daughter in real life.
0: Exactly. So the acting is going to be there, right? He's going to really, <laughs> really care about this girl. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so that's really cool. Um, I, I really like, you know, obviously we saw Hercules at the end of Love and Thunder. Really like that Marvel character. I would love to finally get to see some more of him. He's just cool. I mean, who doesn't like Hercules? Um, just some big brute of a guy. So... I think that would be a really really fun fight too because yeah
1: two and big Brett, dudes
0: going at it is always fun to watch
1: <laughs> and Brett Goldstein is just an amazing actor yes um from one of my favorite tv series of all time Ted Lasso um, if you haven't watched Ted Lasso hop on the Ted Lasso train it's amazing um if you care about comedy and sports at all Ted Lasso is a must watch
0: see that's a show i haven't watched cuz i think it's only on apple tv right
1: yeah, it's on Apple TV.
0: Yeah, see, I don't have Apple TV, but my sister absolutely loves it. She rants and raves about it. Her boyfriend loves it. Um, so it's definitely something I've been recommended. But man, it's got to get off Apple TV. I need it to it's be. It's not on, going
1: like, to. It's exclusive. I know.
0: And Apple TV, you know, we don't talk about a whole lot other than Marvel. They have some good shows on there. Obviously, I haven't watched them, but <laughs> I, think I hear a lot of good things about a lot of good shows on Apple TV. It sounds like it sounds like they do a good job of getting people on that platform.
1: I uh, I love it they have some great shows I've never seen anything but
0: yeah <laughs> I mean just from word of mouth I mean I've heard of a few good shows can I name them no but I feel like there's a few that I've heard people tell oh it's on Apple TV I'm like oh okay another show that I can't watch but you know for those people that can that's great for them
1: yeah I um, watched I watched quite a few of their their shows and they're all very high quality very good they, it is limited they don't have a uh, the category that everyone else has the, the ca- category the catalog um, yeah. which is good I mean, quanti- quality over quantity is always preferred.
0: Oh, 100%. I, I And I think we talked about it a lot, bringing it back to Marvel. It seems like Marvel's finally starting to understand that. I feel like they were putting out a lot of stuff,
1: yep, and it was just quality
0: were. wasn't there. So finally, it seems like they're catching back up on themselves. They're starting to realize, you know, let's just put out good stuff rather than a lot of stuff, Oh which yeah. is exciting. So, next portion of the show I think is going to be a fun time. You guys have been watching, the listening to the podcast um haven't really got to know us a whole lot and i feel like the best way to understand who we are and what we like and stuff is going to be some questions that we have about marvel star wars that we're going to ask each other um last week if you guys watched the last episode we talked shortly about my top three marvel characters um which for me are spider-man moon knight and loki right at the moment obviously that's subject to change all the time because there's some really, really cool characters in Marvel, and the more we get, the more I get excited for different characters. But I'm going to ask Zane today. He has had a few – few, about a couple weeks now to really think about his top three Marvel characters. Let us know why they're his top three. So, Zane, why don't you start us off with number three? We'll work our way down the list that way. Who's your number oh, three man. Marvel character?
1: So so I have my number one is a Lockdown. Okay. And once you go to number two, it gets a little, oh man, it could be this one, it could be this one. And then I, I actually, I had six people that I wanted to put at number
0: three. Um, <laughs> I,
1: was, I was like,
0: ah. Uh, so I you know had some real put. decisions to be made when putting this list together.
1: I did, yeah. And I really, I really put a, a lot of thought behind it. But number three to me is Wolverine. Um, okay wolverine is my is one of my absolute favorite from my childhood growing up i loved all of the x-men movies um and then hugh jackman uh one of the most perfect castings that have ever been so to see a live-action wolverine um that really was before the mcu yeah um really uh you know that really is, is is special to me but I also am a comic fan so I'm not just a, a, a TV junkie I also love the comics and my favorite comic run in in Marvel is Civil War and in Civil War you see all the the superheroes fighting over whether they should be registered or not but um, and what happens is a, a some low-level heroes are, are filming a TV show about catching villains and they get a tip that this one villain a, it's a super easy pickoff. Like go pick him up. Well, he goes. To, they go to to capture him, and he's like a a, a level five mutant. Um, and he he uh, explodes an entire town and kills like 500 kids in a school, and just like it's complete devastation. That's the 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 crux that kicks off the fighting uh, between everyone. And while everyone's so worried about. Uh, Should we register? Should we not register? He's not registered. Let's go get him. Wolverine is just hunting that villain down and killing him. Like that's his whole job. Like he doesn't care about the politics. He doesn't care about that. He just cares that 500 kids lost their like lost their lives. You know those parents lost their children. I'm gonna make it right. And there's so many like you get to see like there's comic strips where in the like the the villain explodes. I can't remember his name offhand, but, and you get to see Wolverine like lose his skin, lose his muscle tissues, lose his like ligaments. And then like straight down to a skeleton. And then the next few panels are him regenerating all of those like back to normal. And he, he like looks at him and says, is that all you got? Um, (laughs) And so like, he's just such a cool character and I cannot wait for Deadpool 3. To see Hugh Jackman in the official Wolverine costume uh, alongside Deadpool uh, with two perfect castings, that is going to be a top ten Marvel film of all time.
0: Well, you know, cool thing about Hugh Jackman—he actually holds a Guinness Book of World Record. I think it's for longest, you know, run of a single character yep. ever. Mm-hmm. with wolverine I mean he's been wolverine for years now i didn't realize when i, re- I was listening to another one, podcast i like to listen to um it's called collector heroes where it's just a guy that gets together a bunch of collectors and just talks about their collections and stuff like that and one of the guys was a spider-man collector and they were just talking about stuff um and they were talking about how when toby Maguire came back he actually took that guinness world record back from wolverine because it's been a while since oh
1: yeah since um, logan
0: Hugh jackman yeah so so currently toby Maguire does hold that record but he's about to lose it because Hugh Jackman's coming back in the next Deadpool movie um so that's I cool assume little... for Secret Wars yes it, well and then that's going to be interesting too which I think he he's been doing it longer obviously um but Toby will try he'll try to get a run at it again with Secret Wars if he does make an appearance but yeah Hugh Jackman he'll probably hold that one probably forever I don't know if anyone no. will have a run as a character as long as he has um I don't I don't think great. they will
1: um, they, uh, yeah, so he, and it was really tough, but honestly, this came down to full character, not so, between, in every appearance, I love him, right? In okay. movies, I love him, in comic books, I love him, um, and so, like, I didn't want to just be biased to the MCU, because, um, and just to, to say, uh, my runner's up real quick, it's, uh, Rocket Raccoon, uh,
0: okay, Captain, that one.
1: Ra- Rocket Raccoon captain america thor daredevil and star lord so those were my five runner-ups
0: i'm just happy to be honest with you i was real worried that cap was going to be in your top three so i'm just very very happy to hear he did not make the cut because man me and him do not get along not a captain america fan
1: so i love the captain america in the mcu and he's just such a wholesome dude and and i love the epitome of his whole like how how just good he is as a good uh, person no nah, i hate um, it <laughs> <laughs> but there, you know i know i know you love the conflict but um uh, so you'll love you'll love my two and two and one um, all right well but...
0: let's, let's go with number two let's hear who's number two on this list uh,
1: number two is punisher
0: okay there we go okay i did not expect that from you at all to be honest with you <laughs>
1: So, number two is punisher, and so what's really funny is I was going over these with my wife, and she goes, "You know, um, I really understand that because when you watch stuff, you really put yourself in the person's shoes uh-huh. and and so many times I've been like, "Man, if that ever happened to you i'm I'm going full punisher like <laughs> <laughs> like I literally have said that so many times, like, hey, like if this happens to you." We're going full punisher, it's over, <laughs> so I um, well, at least
0: love that you're honest about it <laughs> yeah
1: like i i you know um just you know i i I would hope that the the Lord would grant me forgiveness in my heart and that like that my my flesh would not take over, but as <laughs> complete flesh. Um, I would just I would just go full Punisher and just end it all. But um, (laughs) um, but his you know his story is so tragic, and the fact uh, you know a lot of people love Batman because he's just a man, but he's really not. Batman's not a man because it's impossible. The Punisher is. Um, and so this goes back to comic books being awesome, shows being awesome. Punisher, I just I just mentioned it is one of my top ten shows of all time, and it's maybe better than. Than Daredevil, but the only reason Daredevil is even there for me is because Punisher's in it. Because I mean, the Penny and the Dime episode when he's on the rooftop talking about his his kids, oh man, it is just it's incredible. And John Bernthal uh,
0: is—he's incredible. (laughs) He is such a good every movie he's in, love it. I'm a huge. I love the movie Fury. I wow, think Fury's that is wonderful. The best movie, best war movies that's ever been made. Honestly, his character is great. He is just a great actor,
1: and and he's also like, um, even in like Ford versus Ferrari, when he completely switches roles, and like, yep. he's he's wonderful. Uh, Walking yep. Dead. Um, I really can't think of a show where I saw him and I was like, man, you know, he just didn't do as good this one. Yeah, he's <laughs> incredible. He is incredible. So and then uh, to go back to a little bit more context for for comic books, why I love him uh, in that Civil War run, uh, Spider Man has switched sides. So he he comes out with with Iron Man um, and he announces his identity to the world, and then Aunt May dies, and um, he he starts questioning everything. He's going to find Captain America, and in the sewers he's confronted by. Three villains. Uh, I think Hobgoblin's one of them, and, and a few other like little low-level ones. But they're they're really beating the mess out of Spider-Man. And then out of nowhere, all three of their heads explode, and it's Punisher. <laughs> Dude, he's <laughs> just murdering them. And he, he picks up Spider-Man and he's carrying him through the sewers. And Spider-Man is unconscious and he's bleeding and he's torn apart. And he takes him to Captain America and he lays him down on the table. And Captain America beats the mess out of Punisher. And Punisher never lifts a hand. And and Captain America, this is one of the times you only see Captain America lose it but he literally is screaming at Punisher, like, fight me. And he's like, I'll never fight you, Cap. And he's like, you know he, he his his moral compass may be uh, flawed in how he executes, but like he's not gonna fight the good guys, no matter what and and he's just awesome. It is he's just awesome. gritty,
0: yeah yeah i'm I'm very surprised. I did not expect to hear that that high on your list. I knew you're a fan of him, but I'm excited all right, you got me really excited to hear your number one because this list has already been surprising to me. I feel like you don't talk about Wolverine a whole lot, and maybe that's just cause there's not really been a whole lot to talk about him or a reason to yeah. bring him up. So that makes sense. Um, did not expect to hear Punisher at all at number two. But, all right, we're down to the well, number one slot. Let's no, hear no, who's your number one.
1: Number one, Super Vanilla. And uh, probably won't be too too surprising to those that know me, but it, it's definitely Iron Man. Um, yeah. Iron Man is my favorite. And I know it's a little bit vanilla, um, but, man, the guy, guy who started it all, uh, RDJ... Uh, casting for it he's solid in the comics he's solid in the movies and it's also an engineer right so for those of you who don't know yep, yep. I'm, I'm an engineer um i love to to think and create and to see somebody who like thinks through their problems and and create something to to solve them being a superhero. Um, And then being such a high caliber one with so many story arcs that revolve around him and his inner conflicts, even with himself, like he's a flawed human, Um, but he's trying to do the best he can. Um, he's not perfect, but he, he sees his mistakes. He grows from them. Um, he is self-centered, but then he he learns how to how to sacrifice everything time and time again. In every single iron in every single Avengers movie, he makes the sacrifice play, like every single one. Yeah, he takes that atomic bomb to space. Sacrifice play. He um, is willing to explode the vibranium core in Avengers um, Age of Ultron. Thinking he's going to die, sacrifice play. Yep. Gets on the ship to go fight Thanos on his planet, sacrifice play. Willing to fight to die there. And then he is the ultimate one who takes the ultimate sacrifice, snapping the fingers and finishing the greatest movie franchise of all time um, with Infinity War. So I, it's got to be number one for me.
0: Well, I'm a huge Iron Man fan. I love that you brought up the whole. Willing to make the sacrifice play because what's Captain America's whole argument with Iron Man? He's not willing to do the sacrifice yeah, play. He'll never make the and, sacrifice play. Yep, he'll never make the sacrifice play and Iron Man does it every single time. It's like a spit in the face at Captain America. And for someone that's not a big <laughs> Captain America fan, I loved it. Love every time Captain America is proved wrong. Like give me I would be happy with the show that literally was just proving Captain America wrong. Oh because my <laughs> I don't like him at all. I don't I hate the goody two shoes thing. I hate the whole you know, loyal to, I hate it. Like, give me some conflict. <laughs> give me some, you know, hard decisions that you have to make. So I'm excited with Iron Man at number one. I, I don't think you can go wrong with that one. Um, so that's a great, that's a great list. But yeah. one thing that it really does excite me about, you, you talked about Civil War a lot with a lot of your decisions and why yeah. you made these decisions and things. Really excited because my next question, that was the only question, by the way, that you knew I was going to ask you. I did give you that is right. prep for that one.
1: It's too big next of a question, question to pop off, you know.
0: Yeah, it's, I know there's some thought that has to go into this one, and this next one maybe you, maybe it does take some thought. I don't think it'll take thought for you because I think you know plenty of what your stance is on this one. We talked a lot about Civil War. My next question I have written down here actually is: Are you Team Cap or Team Iron Man?
1: Ooh. Okay, so <sighs> I'm Team Cap for the, um, I'm team cap for the, for the reason why I'm team Iron Man for the characters. Um, I, I just, you know, I, I'm not a big government boy. Um, I don't think that they should, I mean, uh, I know this is a, is a podcast show, but, um, you know, the conflict in Israel right now, uh, Hamas, uh, did an atrocious terrorist attack and the UN just Uh, didn't back Israel today they said hey nah that was fine that was no big deal they killed uh, 40 plus American citizens and uh, 1400 Israelis Um, and it wasn't a terrorist attack so that's the kind of stuff that like, like Cap is like hey I understand that you think this is a good system but it's not and it never is you see it in Captain America Civil War. It, or in uh, Winter Soldier. The government's flawed. You see it in Civil War. The government's flawed. You see it in, in Avengers. The first Avengers. They were going to nuke the city. They were going to yeah. nuke the city if they had the choice. They were going to say, nope, get your Avengers out of there. The city's lost. We're going to kill everyone. Um, And so, like, I I believe that when you give power away um from from the everyday citizen and especially for superheroes man if they didn't choose this you think of spider-man you know with great power comes great responsibility that's on you it's not on the government to tell you to have great responsibility because once they tell you to have great responsibility you don't have good responsibility like the, it, it it takes away the hero aspect and also gives your power to someone else that can't abuse it, and so I'm I'm definitely not team Team Iron Man's philosophy, but I do like him better.
0: <laughs> well, see, I I hate Captain America so much that that's of the reason why I choose Iron Man <laughs> <It's> because <laughs> I can't stand him. But I mean, they, they they both do have points because you can hear the, you know the whole side. Of oh you know, yeah, they do need to have some responsibility and. The way Captain was America was wanting to run it is he shouldn't be responsible to anybody. He should be able to just do what he sees is best, you know, what he thinks is right. Which obviously that's not oh. always good. Sometimes what you think is right isn't what's actually the best thing for you know everybody. Well,
1: I think I think his his point in that was to hey, I'll deal with the consequences, but you can't tell me when and when not to act. Like hey, if I act and it's wrong, then I'll deal with the consequences. But I'm not going to wait, sit here around, and wait for you to tell me to act.
0: Yeah, 100%. And But you also, at the same time, what if something does need to be done and he doesn't want to? That's kind of where you can kind of see the whole, you know... The yeah, well, what if they're terrible?
1: What, if, what Exactly. If, so
0: there's there's the, always the back and forth, which is why I think Civil War is so good. Oh, is it is. A movie is one of my top... It's probably top three for me. Love Civil War. Yeah, um,
1: I, I do... I Man, Civil War, where did it fall on my list? Because I, I literally just finished the MCU last, last night... Uh, my rewatch um and i ranked them as i went through them um and civil war was fifth
0: yeah i mean that's a great ranking i mean um you can't really argue with it because it is it's that good
1: yeah i mean i don't i I really man and on rewatch it's better than i remembered like and i remember i had it like in my like i had it high like i thought it was
0: high the one thing every time I watch Civil War always frustrates me is because in the comics, Team Iron Man is stacked. He has, I feel like, probably the strongest people on his side. Um, you know, in some of the cartoons where they've done some of the Civil War stuff, I feel like Iron Man's team is always stacked. I feel like his team in the movie was not very stacked. I feel like he had a oh, lot yeah? more of the whole, the smaller group of people.
1: Uh, Well, he did have vision and spider-man Boy,
0: but that's I, and black that man Spider-Man, that spider-man I, or spider-man was just so, he was so young
1: that spider-man that caught winter soldier's oh, no, I'm arm not saying he's
0: not strong i'm just saying his like his combat awareness and skill was not there yet
1: he took down winter soldier and um falcon that's, I'm, by oh, himself that's what
0: I'm he would have been – that's what I'm saying. We give – we say it's Spider-Man now, like this version of Tom Holland. Oh, he probably mops that whole side.
1: Okay, okay. I but get you.
0: you get what I'm saying? He's just not where he should be. He should be yeah. able to take out Winter Soldier. I mean he, he's that much stronger. So – but I digress. Um, happy, I, I mean you got to give me one answer though. If you're in the situation, you're a superhero.
1: I'm, oh, I'm assuming you're Team going Cap. Team Cap.
0: Okay.
1: Yep. Yeah, I'm Hawkeye in it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last question I have for you. I have one more question. Um, this will be fun for me because it's probably the two. I'm just going to go ahead and say biggest villains we've seen in both of our favorite Ooh. shows or franchises where yours is Marvel minus Star Wars. Who is a better villain? Darth oh, Vader no. or Thanos?
1: Oh, no. Um, and you already
0: you got. You know, probably already know my answer. I think Darth Vader is the greatest villain ever. There's yeah. nothing like when he walks into a room. It's like chills. He just demands uh, respect.
1: So, I would say um man, as far as overall villain um in in every con like form of media, it's Darth Vader. Yeah. Um Darth Vader's top tier in every list uh for villains thanos is there too but thanos does have some weak points um like when he like tried to take like he got arrested by nypd after flying his thanos copter like thanos didn't have a good like start in the comics yeah like so like yes i think i think he was the perfect villain in infinity war and Endgame. game like i thought like Man, I don't think you can top him for those movies. Um, but man, you talk about hallway scenes. Man, Rogue One, when you see oh. like Darth Vader open that door and those guys just screaming and running away from him, literally like just tearing them apart. Yeah, I mean, that's the epitome of a villain. You, you play Star well, and- Wars Fallen Order, and Calcastus, this, this pretty powerful Jedi by the end of the game, literally is left just to run. Like, yep. and that's all he can do. Um, and he's just like, if you try to fight him, you die. And that's realistic. Yep. Like, I mean, he killed every single youngling um, in that room by hand. Like,
0: Oh, and that, we, let's not even talk about, uh, there was other Jedi masters in that, you know. In that in temple. temple that he yeah. massacred. Like, well, you so, see it, we see in the scene, apparently I wish this didn't, they cut it from the movie because George Lucas didn't want it to be so gruesome. There are deleted scenes that no one's seen before. George Lucas has testified to this. They did do scenes of Anakin going through the temple, messing everybody up, and we get to see a little bit of that in the hologram Ooh. of when Obi Wan. Oh yeah, he's showing it is. Yep. He's he's just holding people. He's fighting people with basically one hand. I mean, he's yep. holding people with his other hand while he's he's that strong. Yeah. So
1: and, and Anakin and, and getting to know Anakin and and watching his development and. Through the Clone Wars, and seeing his Ah Ahsoka, and then even, like, with Ahsoka, seeing Anakin and his flashbacks and turning, uh, and then Rebels, oh man, when you see Rebels when his face slash, um, I'm not gonna leave you this time, then you will die, and then same thing with Obi-Wan, when he fought, the only good part about the Obi-Wan show was Darth Vader, in every scene, uh, he was in, so man, yeah, I I just gotta say, I gotta say Darth Vader on this one, even though I like... Marvel better Darth Vader is definitely takes takes the cake for top. Um and as you said you're you're on the same you're on the same page.
0: Yeah, it's just I, I just I, I don't think there's a villain in anything better than Darth Vader personally. Obviously a lot of that is playing to the fact that I think Star Wars is my favorite thing. Um Yeah. But I just every time I think of villains, he is the first person that comes to my mind is Darth Vader. Um and just oh, his well, story. It's just a great like you get to see his fall, you get to see him kind of rise back up. So, just overall, probably one of the best characters, really, in anything ever, too. If we're just well, talking, I, mean,
1: I, I think I think Star Wars is is one of the best franchises of all time. So, yeah. I mean, and he is the crux of it. He, yep. I mean, he he is the story. It's his story. Yeah,
0: it, it's it's all about Anakin, Darth Vader, the Skywalker, um, but.
1: Okay. Yeah, even when Bray <laughs>
0: yeah you know we, we don't talk about that and hopefully they figure out Ray a way to Skywalker. fix all that hopefully we, we figure we find, we're going to find a way to fix that right Dave Filoni um, that's I mean, right, if that's you're right. out there listening to this you better be working on something <laughs> I know that pin's on fire so it better be fixing this whole Skywalker thing because whew but uh, hopefully those questions helped you guys that listen to the podcast kind of in a fun way, get to understand who we are and what we enjoy a little bit more. You kind of get to see a little bit of like what we look for in characters. You saw so- you really got to hear some of Zane's top three and why he picked them. You got to see some um a little bit more political kind of side of things with how we think of how characters should be and how they should be, you know, handled and governed in a way with the Civil War question. And then we just got a fun villain question. So hopefully those are gonna be some ways that we are able to show you guys what we look for in shows um and characters and all that type of thing um one thing you guys are probably going to start to notice as we continue to do this podcast we're going to take turns kind of leading the show if you guys notice my questions were this week those are the ones i came up with next week zane will be leading the show so i'm sure he will have some fun questions for me zane is there anything i'm going to need to prep for for next week that you know of yet Um, i'm still thinking of some questions
1: so yeah so uh, we have been mainly star wars and, and mcu based and this this yep. podcast will really be anything we want to talk about 100%. um so, so next week we're going to get to hear uh jacob's top five car movies oh um, okay so we um i recently had a discussion with a coworker um about top top 10 franchises <laughs> of all time um and we we got some uh got some uh Hot takes from from my two coworkers. So I was I want to hear I want to hear Jacob's top five, and I may even bring my top five as well. If you wanna, if you wanna know. Um. So, but yeah. So top five car movies next week, and and we're not just not just Marvel, not just uh, Star Wars. We'll we'll talk about it all. So
0: well, that's one thing. Definitely a good point to bring up when we started this podcast. We absolutely did not want it to be Marvel and Star Wars only. Just the way things have been lately, that's kind of been the big stuff we're really watching. We kind of started this podcast in literally one of the biggest Star Wars and Marvel seasons we've had in a long time. With the Ahsoka show, with Loki coming back. So that's kind of been why it has dominated. But we are big fans of really all entertainment and stuff like that. Um, We we play a lot of video games. We do a lot of other stuff. um, So there's going to be a whole lot more. Unfortunately, right now, we are kind of tied to the Marvel and Star Wars stuff. Well, and Especially Marvel right now.
1: Invincible drops next Friday, yeah. So he'll have to watch the entire first season. Uh, so he's ready for season season two, episode one next week, and I'm I cannot wait for Invincible to start back up.
0: Well, how many how many seas or episodes is season one?
1: It's eight episodes, man.
0: Eight. Okay, I'll I I right now. You guys are hearing it here first. I will get through. We will be able to talk about Invincible season two. I will watch all the first season of Invincible this week. So you guys have that to look forward to. Um definitely going to want to hear Zane's top 5 car movies as well. Um cool. that's going to be some fun stuff to talk about. Like I said, like he said, not tied to Marvel and Star Wars 100%. There's a lot of other great stuff that comes out that we watch and definitely enjoy. Um so like I said, you guys heard it here first. This is my promise to you all. We are going to be doing the invincible stuff as soon as it drops. I will catch up. Um, <laughs> Zane, is there anything else oh, you wanted to talk about before we wrapped up this is there anything else the viewers could look forward to next week with you leading next week's show oh no
1: we'll uh we'll definitely have some other some other spicy uh some spicy questions um just to kind of get to know some of the surrounding surrounding topics but well, we'll yeah that's enough to give them the, the taste and we'll let them tune back in uh to, to find out the rest so uh, i'm i'm looking forward to it though
0: Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, Like you guys, I hope you guys have been enjoying the podcast as much as we have been enjoying doing it. It's been really fun being able to sit down every week and talk for about an hour to an hour and a half about the stuff we really enjoy. Um, Like I said, Zane has mentioned it in the past. There should be a spot in our description of our podcast and stuff like that. If you guys ever had some fan questions you wanted to reach out about, feel free to do so. We would love to answer some questions you guys might have because those are some of the most fun times just getting to see what you guys have. Um, I know we've had one fan question before, and I thought that was really fun. Uh, but like I said, Zane, I'm sure you're going to do a great job getting everyone to know where to go to find us.
1: Absolutely. Uh, we'll, we'll have all those links and the description names in the in the bottom of the uh wherever you listen, Spotify, um, Apple Podcast, um, RSS feed, uh, Amazon. We're we're everywhere, so uh, send it to your uh non Apple friends, you know, if you you know who <laughs> does who doesn't listen on uh on Apple Podcast.
0: Yeah, I, I would be one of those because 'cause I'm a Spotify listener. So Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh guys, that is gonna do it for this episode, unless there is something else saying let's nah, we're talk good. about. Um, a big thanks to Zane, though. As you guys just heard a little bit, he is kind of the whole engine behind everything that goes on with the podcast. I kind of just show up and talk, so <laughs> thank you to him for always putting everything together and having everything working so great. He's the one that records the podcast. He's the ones that get them uploaded. Um, hopefully in the future, we're going to start doing some video stuff. Um, I know it's something that we've talked about. We've been doing a few episodes. Um, I definitely think within the next few, I think we that could be something we could work out. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, We're we're trying to get our bearings about us at first, but I feel like we've kind of got to a good spot. So you guys might be able to see some video stuff here coming up shortly. Um, But hopefully you guys enjoyed the video. Thank you guys so much for listening, as always. And we can't wait to see you next week.